What's up, y'all? It's another episode of the podcast in the key of life. That's better. If you have never listened to our show before, this is an R&B podcast where we talk about stuff that relates to R&B and life. This is us and the fellas. I'm DJ Durrell, a.k.a. your favorite, and I have... DJ O Sharp, a.k.a. R&B-O. Facts. 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 And we have the star engineer. What's good? It's the superstar filling the blank, and I probably can do the song better than you, but God bless. Amen. Good. Amen. So we're here for another great episode. Shout out to the B-Side. Um, if you're hip to the B-Side, we are the R&B version of it. Uh, we get a little pause. We get a little deep into the music. You know, just had to make sure I got that out of the way. Yeah, O-Sharp's um, in the building. So yeah. you got to make sure the pause exactly. will be played. Exactly. Um, and you hear, if you hear this... There's been research that's been done, you know. Um, they trying to they trying to get their facts together. You know, we, I we, think I'm on this by myself. This little the journey we about to go down, but we'll see. It's gonna be a good episode tonight. We're gonna be talking about um, a couple of the new releases. Um, Childish Gambito dropped since the last show. Um, if y'all listen to the weekend, we might be able to just speak on it, but I ain't listen to it. Um, we're gonna talk about some underrated artists, and we're gonna talk about our top five albums of 2016. Since this might be the last episode we get to do before the year is Please up. don't let it be. I mean, we don't want it to be, but you know, schedule schedule confl- conflicts. We and made it, it happen today. It was all kinds of stuff going no, on. No, I'm just saying, period. Like, it's actually snowing in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, and it's, it's wintertime. It's, it's, it's that time of the year. So um, hopefully this won't be the last one, but just in case you'll get a little bit of, of a recap of 2016 with this episode right here. So what y'all y'all been listening to anything since um, the last episode? Any feedback from the last episode? Um, any shout outs from the last episode? Shout out Vi Jenkin. <laughs> yes, yeah, so shout out to Val. She let me have it. <laughs> Straight out of Chicago. Oh, she trying to let everybody have it. <laughs> That's what we Sheesh. like though. If you Love have an it. opinion, if you have an opinion about our show, any about about our opinions, we want to hear your opinion. That's the reason why we do this. We don't do it just, just to talk to ourselves. But she she yeah. definitely. <laughs> was was at your neck about not knowing what was it um, the the gigolo or something yeah. gigolos get lonely I'm sorry <laughs> Morris Day I'm sorry <laughs> see the only the only reason why you know because you're you're doing an R and B show and for for those that don't know Blaze is you know if I'm R and B O then he definitely is R and B Blaze you know a rapper extraordinaire producer engineer. But he's a singer. a singer and songwriter. So when you think about people like yourself, you think about the lineage of someone's pen. Prince. Sorry, man. He's not a Prince fan, so. But then he told me that, and I was like, yo, reevaluations must occur. And that's why it's dope to have us all on this show, because we do like different stuff. And Blame my parents, though. Like, you got to understand, I grew up in a Michael Jackson household. I did, too, but... No, we like still have Prince, Prince like, too. We didn't have no Prince albums at all. Prince, Prince is probably a little too far left for you for the gospel. For and the gospel I, and I understand that you know you're, you you definitely have different parameters than than I had. Like I was no my influence. Uh, my sister Lois, she's already uh, passed, but she is the first person that I physically seen with a crate of records. Wow! But she is the she was the biggest Prince fan. That I've ever seen. She had a letter from Prince. You know, one of them. What? I think it was probably one of those. You know, just in the automatic letter. You know, it was a no. It was a ten, no. It was then. It was a letter. You know, she got it mailed to her. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But it was something about Christmas and you know him not having nobody on Christmas and it might have been one of those like send this out to the fans. But she had. I like one. that. I like That's that promo. Crazy. I like that. <laughs> what? You know, and That's dope. we gotta go back to some old school pro. 
promo sometimes. Like just that a letter being sent to your people. She became a if she wasn't a Prince fan for life at that time. After that, you have to. You have yeah. to be. So my when I think about my my influences of music, um, she's one of them. My other sister, I think about uh, Mary Jane girls. Like I remember. You know, Rick James being something that she listened to. So Michael Jackson was a, a staple. Prince was like, hey, I know y'all like this, but have y'all heard about this guy? And once you really get involved with Prince and his pen, like Alexander Starr, like he he had so many aliases yeah. as far as a writer. Um, you know, you could hear his sound throughout the different groups, whether it was Ap- Vanity Six, Apollonia Six, um, the fa- the the family, um, Chorus Morris Day, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, Andre Simone, like those names, those names right there are. I mean, of course, I know Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, but for- Andre Simone, you know, like that's yeah. a legendary person. Uh, uh, damn, his last name is Johnson. He's a guitar player. Uh, man, like Alexander O'Neill. A lot of people don't know that Alexander O'Neill was supposed to be Morris Day, like that was his spot, and that's my guy. That's my guy. Alexander O'Neill has some fire music. But I'm a, I'm a Prince stan. So yeah, Do you listen to Alexander O'Neill at least? No Blaze? Who? Oh, man. Fake Saturday Love. All True Man. The Lovers. Saturday hey, Sherelle and Alexander O'Neill. Question? Sunday, when Monday, When did these songs Tuesday? come out? I know, man. I, but, I know that song. Yeah, that's Alexander that's, O'Neill. You know, like, in your, see, but you're a producer, so I'm thinking, like, all right, even as a producer, you would go back and find some records. Here's, here's the thing. Are you a Bad Boy fan? Yes, but here's the thing. As a producer, I skipped the 80s and went straight to the 70s. Okay. Just but, to be honest with you. But weren't you curious about, like, all right, Puffy is sampling a lot of the 80s. And even and even when we think about some new producers, when you think about Cool and Dre, Cool and Dre kind of fizzled out right when they were about to start raping the 80s. I heard I heard an interview where they like, yo, we got this thing we want to do, bring the 80s back. Then it starts to happen. People like Audio Push, you know, sampling uh, Janet Jackson and stuff like that. You know, they they kind of missed their spot where they could have done it. But just as a sam- as a sample guy, and you are, you play, but you're a sample guy. You don't never just go. I try to do everything. Yeah, I, I understand. Fill in the blank. For for me, I have a gap in knowledge in rap. So if you have a gap in knowledge in R and B, I can't be mad at you because there's some things in in rap you will just be like, I'll be like. Whew. I don't know. I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> if it's if it's prior to '92, it's a super gap for me. Like, there's oh, no it's a super gap. For there's me no well. '80s rap for me. There's nothing early. So, yeah. if you have a gap in R&B, I, I can't be too mad. I do, and I wasn't a Prince guy, and I never really, I never really got the. Whole Man, there's so thing. many reasons why you should be. I, I think, understand. I think as, just off your influences. I think in time, the more you'll you'll hear us talk about it, you'll revisit it one time. You'll be like, "Ooh, there's some crazy sounds in there." You like the dream. If you like the dream sound, you'll that, love the that, production. That, I love, that, I love that the big dream. snare. That, yeah. that real heavy snare. Prince kind of made that his thing. Even though it was a, it was definitely people were like, "Oh, I don't need a drum drummer. I can have the drum machine do it." But the snare sound that we call generic that Pharrell ended up using for. Um, uh, last night Did he do that Did Pharrell do last night For Diddy I don't think so Hold on Last night With Keisha Cole Yeah That whole Alright so that whole period that's Right a, that's there That's a Prince song That whole period right there When the tempo changed In, in, in music And definitely started Having those Like you said The dream mm-hmm. Those synth sounds Pharrell Great guy Know this But he's my age 
So I know he's like, oh, I just take a little bit of what Prince did and a little bit of what Michael did and a little bit of what Curtis Mayfield did. Like this, like I can tell when he's in a Prince phase or when he's in a Michael Jackson phase or a Curtis Mayfield or a James Brown because he he does. See, Curtis Mayfield at seventies, I, I know Curtis Mayfield. Yeah, but all of the guys, like I'm interested in, like when I find my influence, like well, who else listen to this guy and what are they doing? So like D'Angelo, you're a D'Angelo guy, right? Prince. Got a yeah. song. Well, D'Angelo got a song that D- that Prince Prince did. Um, she's all in my hair. No, oh, she she lives. Oh, okay. She she lives in my lap. No, she's all in my lap. Is Andre? Andre. Yeah. She's all, all in my hair. All in my hair is Prince. So Andre is taking a vibe from Prince and redoing it. But D'Angelo sung it. Like these guys, like Bilal, like he's a child, a, a grandchild of Prince. Uh, sometimes D'Angelo like uh, Untitled That's Oh That's all Prince Oh okay well, exactly. I would like that if I mean so what What I need for y'all to do the, um, Is just give me like A playlist of Definitely Dope you, Have Prince you never watched songs. Purple Rain? Kinda Oh okay Drops my well, I'm out of here but that, that, that really changes a lot So the, You gotta see He's a, he's the, a You just might need to take a weekend You might need to watch that There's a, a We'll have a, a playlist for you, like the the obscure joints that you're like, oh man, he really did some work on this, and then some stuff that he produced around. There's a lot of stuff. We'll get you together. Sheila E, Glamorous Life, this, Love Bazaar. This show is educational. You never seen Crush Groove? Yeah, I seen Crush Groove. When Sheila E's performing, I mean that's cool. That's Prince singing on that song. They got a little, you know, Latino looking guy, but that's her. <laughs> his voice singing on Crush Groove. Ah, right, never mind. This, this show is educational. I'm not opposed to it though. No, I, I, you, you seem, you seem like you uh, would like to Cause, be because the redo was one, of, was one of my favorite Netflix shows. The, the get down, the get down. I'm sorry. Yeah, the redo, redo is Sunday. A party that y'all all should be at in Columbus, Ohio, this Sunday, 5 p.m. <laughs> not 10 p.m. R and B O will not be there. Oh no! Oh no! No, hold up. Let me talk. This is coming out after this, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Eighty One Points. It's definitely gonna be over. When it's coming. Yeah, you will, the <laughs> carnage. It will, it will be. This won't even be out. You'll just see the aftermath of when the, people. I predict the, the carnage streets. that will happen. Uh, Mr. 81 Points will be showing up. Mr. Ninth Inning will be Facts. showing up. The closer Facts. is present yes. on this Sunday. Yes. But right now it's R and B O. Yeah. So I got hard bottoms on. We'll get you we'll get you educated. <laughs> we'll get you educated. Like because that's I what this, this whole that's what podcasts are about for real. Like everybody has their little bit that they know and a little bit that they don't know. So that's why we're discussing it because it it'll get everybody like, oh, I need to go back and revisit this. And speaking of the dream, the dream got a uh It by, came out already? It by the time that they hear this, it will be out and I want to hear it. It's dropping. Friday, I think. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. The, yeah. Tomorrow yeah. to the to the recording date. So can we keep it can we keep it a thou? He didn't gave a couple of duds lately. Duddy. I mean, but have you heard these couple songs that he has that's supposed to be recent? No. There he's almost trying to reach back. To okay. his, his formula, and I hope that the songs that I heard on the Atlanta radio are supposed to be the ones that. What's his be on What's his man's name? Uh, Los. Nah, the one he all Maestro. The produced no. all his joints. That's why I was just looking at. Cause I knew that that was going to come up because I knew he had to stop doing music with him. Yeah, because... Los, Los the Maestro. You sure? The dream of Los the Maestro is always together. Like it's usually the dream who will help produce, and Los has like a package of sounds that you just know are his. Um, Rocking that thing, 
The last good dream pro- project that I heard was Terrius. Nah. You don't like Terrius? 1989 or something like 1977? that. 1977? Something like that. Yeah. He was, he was calling himself Terrius Nash. I think he was called 1979. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the same project. We're talking mm-hmm. about the same thing. Okay. Now, now, just since we are here and I don't want to deviate too far, uh, T-Pain or, or The Dream, as a writer, which one of y'all taking? Uh, All right. As when you think about songs, like which one has better has a better catalog? The dream goes straight to the point. He's not trying to give you no type of bars. He's not trying to give you too many in the windows. Like if it's a sex song, he's going to talk just like R. Kelly about it and directly to the point. Who you picking? I I, I like more of the dream song. So which one? See the, now. Now T Pain we, writes we, we, better. We, 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 I'll just leave T Pain alone. No, because y'all, because y'all think I don't y'all, really think this is a clear. I think I think I'll be playing more dream songs in the next five years, and I will be playing. T-Pain I don't think songs. this is a clear comparison, though. Why not? They're both songwriters. Neither one Tricky of them are Tricky Stewart. Very, Tricky Stewart. Okay, that's what I was waiting okay. for y'all to say. Tricky Stewart. Tricky. Now that's that guy goes back a long distance. And you start thinking about early, um, early beyond or early Destiny's Child albums. Um, Tricky Stewart and Candy. Um, what's her name from Escape? Latasha. No, Candy. 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 Yeah, the writer. Yeah, Candy. What's her full name? I don't. She Candy Burris. Can't, like they are. That's a writing team that has been overlooked. Candy got. But no, them together. Yeah, Tricky Stewart and, and them and her got together. Hits. Yeah, she got to be. She needs to be talked about a little but bit. What more I'm saying too. is like when we like you think about Missy and Timberland and you 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 mentioned. Um, uh, Los, the maestro, and the dream. Tricky Stewart and Tricky, Tricky be with them too. Tricky be with with Los and. Um, so I the think dream. he's. I think he, now and we're going to use this word underrated. That's going to come up today. <laughs> he's someone that's underrated. Well, what happened was they both took label jobs. The dream, Tricky Stewart, and they had to stop working with each other. I think okay. that affected the music. But I was hearing that Good they were thinking about getting back together. So hopefully, this project is that. <sighs> It will, it will give yeah. us so much love if that happens. It's going to be Dream some good music some... coming up. Oh, you didn't ask me that question. What? But you asked Daryl. Go ahead. You answer it. T-Pain. T-Pain. Yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's in the T-Pain air. T-Pain and the dream. I'm a dream guy, man. All right. And he's not as strong vocally as... Well, he's not strong no, vocally no, no, at all. And not. I would never want to go see it live. But uh, I've seen him live and he really just talked through it. Okay. <laughs> he just but really just talked through it. When you talk about that word where you differentiate between classic and hits... A lot of the dream stuff is, I think you would put up under classic. I'm I'm going to be playing rock that a uh, long time. I was, I was waiting for that first that first album is a classic, flat out. I don't know if it's a whole classic. I, I didn't listen to it like that. I listened to that it like first song. album. I'm telling you, in I'm my a, opinion, yeah, yeah, is a c- clear love classic. versus love versus hate, right? Clear. I mean, I literally can play the whole thing. Okay, the, the only the, song that I hate is the one with Rihanna. Uh, uh, out here living a lie. Yeah, yeah. So this has um, Shotty is the, yeah. Shotty is the ish. I love your girl. Fast car, Nikki. Bro, that's that's Prince. That, right there. So Prince also, those it, it. those those songs right there are that's Prince. All Prince sound. Fast cars, Corvette. That's all Prince. Nikki is hey little Nikki, um, darling Nikki. Like that's, she, that's, she needs my love. Is that yeah, next? Is that yeah, next? Exactly. <laughs> A O Falsetto playing her hair. Please, oh, you're right. That's gonna happen tonight. That's a classic. Yeah. I, so I can't wait for this. 
I can't wait for a good dream yeah, album. Good. I think he got kind of kind of got caught up in how Ooh. it started to change. And Look, girl over there <laughs> because I started thinking because that boy Dreams did a, a remake of One in a Million and started singing on One in a Million and that's when it was like probably 2010 when Twitter was really starting to roast people and he yeah, he, got, he got blazed early no pun intended early in the game it was like why are you trying yeah. to sing yeah and then sing this song like you're not going to disrespect but his Aaliyah. tone is so what about amazing. shut him down him and Drake loved it. Loved that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drake sounded good on, mm-hmm. on that production. So, all right, let's do this. Let me see. Who's your favorite I don't writer? I got here, by the way. Oh but <laughs> favorite favorite writing duo? I need, I, I, need, I need to look it up because that's going to be hard to just writing off duo? the top of the head. Yeah. I need is, it, is anything bigger than in Missy and Timberland to y'all? I would, I would think that. I mean, I would want to have that conversation. Okay, good. Like, like, like if you don't want to do it, that's not like a, ni- a nice topic, though. Yeah, yeah, because writers need to get spoke about. Yeah, that's a good one, though. I can't think of. I, I, I have to think of like. And in, do y'all want to just give say me a couple? Give, give me a few. Give me a couple of duos, if you if you don't mind. Uh, Gamble and Huff. Okay. Uh, Ho- uh, Holland and Dozier. Um, uh, of course, Miss, Missy and Tim. Get your uh, Googles, everybody. Get your Googles. Right, because I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> Holland and, ooh, you see, you're a sample guy. Like, I, I don't like the way you keep making, making it seem No, because like you a like sample samples. Guy. You enjoy sampling as well as playing live music. Okay, I just sample be, just to show people that I can do everything. But, but I would, you, you, Blaze, do you enjoy a nice, groovy sample? No. You don't? No, not really. All right, I mean, well, then my, my fault. Not like, I mean, like, as, I feel like it's not mine. I like the stuff that's mine. I heard something Jay said, if if you don't own it, or something he said back in the day that kind of stuck with me, I always try to own stuff. So I sample every once in a blue moon just to kind of touch up, brush up on my skills. But in reality, I prefer just to play it. All right. But you like to listen. I just love the way that they put music together back in the day. Um... I mean, of course, Jimmy Jam, Terry, uh, Terry Lewis. That's, that's a great group right there. Too, uh, Where's the modern names at? I need some modernness in, the, in your list right now. You, I mean, we just named them. You, you know, you tricky, tricky. Yeah. I, but I'm going tricky. Like I'm going tricky and candy. Like that thing that builds. Like when you start thinking about those people, like those names aren't big names. Uh, Chad and 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 Pharrell. And it was a candy album that I like like within the past five years on the low. I would never admit it, even though I'm admitting it now on a podcast for people to listen to. <laughs> there was an album that she had that she had a couple of joints on there. Nice. Nice? <laughs> it was and I've I I'll, ended I'll up finding out. It. I ended up finding out because um I listened to the album like it's about like two thousand and ten. But I actually heard the original song like within the past six months, and I was like, "Whose song is that?" And mm-hmm. I racked my brain, and it was the, it came from that. Candy uh, another one, Static Major and Devontae, Static Major yeah. and Timberland. Static Major would make so much His good name music. Came up on my timeline recently too. Yeah, we we was talking about that. Uh, me and my dude Don was talking about how he wished Static Major was still around right now, and I said that he would have Drake would have signed Static Major yeah, because that's, that's what I that would have been. Drake already tried to be on those lines of the stuff that Sag Major did. And then Sag Major had those those um connections with Aaliyah mm-hmm. and he you know, Drake loved to be Aaliyah. I mean it was yeah. a, so. there was a time where you could not have told me that Cheers to You wasn't the hottest song ever. I still will play that. <laughs> 
I played that at a wedding reception. Like that was a song that you that you get your girls um, garter belt with. Like that's the song that that I, I usually play. That's the one they. That's, they, that's why I, if they, they give go me, down to if if it's a guy and they and I know that they're around my age and they give me like they say pick whatever. That's the one I'm picking. And they just know that they're either that or R. Kelly song. They're gonna they're gonna go off on that. People know that song. The first time I ever heard that, oh, <laughs> was on Cheers to You. Let's be clear. Now it's on every trap song now, but the right. first time I heard it, it was on that record. Faith and Chucky Thompson. I just gotta hear some joints. You've heard Faith's first first album. Yeah. You've yeah. heard My Life yeah. from Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Oh uh, man. Oh, you know who I want? Like I think is probably. The defining point in '90s R&B, around and I'm, I'm I'm clearly talking about like Mary Faith, anything like that. Uh, Kenny Green from Intro. I'm not. That's a, that's the guy who passed. Yeah, I, I don't know anything that he wrote, but I love yeah, his do. voice. I mean, I, I'm saying like not off the off from the name. I don't I don't know. If- yeah, like uh, Dave Hall. Like that's a guy that I was I was looking at. What's up, Jamal? You good? I was looking at some uh, old Mary J. Blige, uh, 12 Inches. Um, he did My Love with Kenny Green. I'm like, oh, wow. Because we always think just Puffy. And then I think the Hitmen, you know, right. you start backtracking. Like, well, Chunky Tom- Chucky Thompson was there, but he doesn't get there until my life. Mm. So there's a lot of guys in that R&B world that are very influential. Uh, as writers, Terry and Monica. I'm going to take you back further. Uh, Monica. Terry and Monica. Um, so y'all don't y'all probably are not old enough to remember the girls. Not the good girls. The girls. G-Y-L. I've seen the name, but I can't say that. I know G-Y-R-L-Z. Uh, uh, uh. So that's um, first video that you've seen Puffy dancing in. Um, I'll be sure is around this when they were they were on Uptown. So that whole Uptown MCA thing with Andre Arell first putting putting it out before it really started. Are they young? Like teenagers? They were young. All that's they were all, you know. That's what I'm thinking that I might I could probably see a video. If the one of the songs is If Your Games You're Playing, um, then another song is called It's Over. Uh my favorite, one of my favorite songs ever is a song called Love Stories by them. But they are someone from the early nineties, late or late eighties, early nineties. Then they end up writing with Mary. Like there's so many. Like I could do a breakdown of my life, why Man, my life is so great, and I why just Mary. Googled the girls and their album covers are 100 percent the 80s with their yeah, outfits, big hair colors, yes, isometric haircuts, the, the stonewashed jeans, yeah. all that. But all of you know those are like the the almost like the testing ground for what became that hip hop soul R and B thing yeah. that Uptown put out. Intro. Really was on the way to almost making music just like how that that um because now that you say it their music does kind of remind me of uh, Mary J Blige's music the way Big Bub is in that room yeah um, that, that all makes sense a lot of underrated writers that um, we don't really give the the shine a lot of unsung writers that mm-hmm. that definitely can get their shine and, and I just I hope that we get the the chance to do this and I mentioned all of these names because you mentioned Drake. Right. And Drake is constantly going back to the 90s R&B yeah. for his layers. Like him and um, 40 are, you know, they're doing that real filtered out stuff. But I can hear it. I, you know, I think anybody that knows right. that, that R&B, like, oh, that's... Exactly. You know, there's, there's Timberland and Aaliyah, but then he's doing Tony C. One of them songs you can hear a sound from um, Pony, like one of the new mm-hmm. songs he has, he has 
just that weird, like a, a whip sound from Pony that you just know that they're just chopping up and and using everything that, that we love and we're familiar with. Old man knowledge. Google Devante Swing, then Google Swing Mob. So you're getting Aaliyah, you're getting Timberland. You're getting, not Aaliyah, you're getting Timberland, Missy, uh, Genuine, Static Major. See, this, this is my type of conversation, right? Like, I know, all I know of those got. guys are on the second Jodeci album. So if you hear the first one, Gotta love, and then you hear, you know, the uh, Diary of a Mad Band, and then that stuff. That's where, like, oh, you start hearing, like, oh, y'all are not just doing it yourself. It's not just Devontae and Jodeci and Casey and JoJo. He's got this room, the base. They call it the basement. Yeah, that's where you start hearing this this flux of hip hop and the quirky sounds. Like, typically, right. sound was there. That the hi hats was there in the first Jodeci album. Even him, even him beatboxing. All that was there, but Drake is a is a child of that. I almost want to believe Drake is a lot older than he says. He's he is a student, or or he has people that are complete students he, around him. But he, you know, his dad was in music. His dad had him in Tennessee. He's, he grew up in Texas, so he has the exposure from a little. I, you know, I know Hollywood. He's he's a Hollywood guy before he's yeah, a music guy. I, I feel you said. How old is he saying he is? He's thirty, right? Thirty. He did, makes, he, that I makes sense I, to me. I mean, we're three years apart. I know all the people that you're talking about. I mean, he had to grow up in that era. Maybe, but it, it's, <laughs> it sounds like he's pulling further. Like, he's definitely got that era, but I'm like, man, I hear stuff like, yeah, you know some stuff. Yeah. We looking or, for the, or the writers know some stuff. That's a that's a the B side conversation. That's another thing that even though Drake is more of a rapper, I'm still looking forward to hearing what he's coming out with. Just so I get like now is at the point where it's like I used to love Bad Boy albums. I want to see what he's about to sample and what he's going to reuse because his samples have are pretty you know pretty good. Let me tell you. I mean, I'm not going to get into it because it's a B side conversation. Right. But what's so dope about Drake is that. Some of the production be so stripped down. It's literally just a pad sounding sample or instrument mm-hmm. and a muted snare. Yeah. That's it. There's no intricate drum pattern. It's just an on time snare. Keeping time just with that snare. I don't know if anybody else rapped on that, if it would be considered as dope as it is the way Drake makes it. Like he makes it. But that's how he lets his lyrics breathe. Too. It's like, a mixing thing. Um, I'll send that to you. You know, the less you have oh, of course. to mix, of course, the cleaner the mix will be. You just I gotta know. You just gotta have the the understanding and the feel to pick good snares, good hi hats, good kicks, and the right mid to go in between there. And you leave that space for that singer or, or that rapper. Where else can you hear commentary like this other than the podcast and the key of life? No yeah. way. Y'all just really nerded out on the production yeah, I, I, I tried. Oh, I, like, I almost gave up no, secrets no just issues, now, but I stopped but, myself. Yeah, I, don't almost, I almost I gave don't. up a mixing secret just now, <laughs> but I'm cool. But let's talk about um, some under. So we talk about underrated writers. Let's talk about some underrated artists. With the the conversation came up a little bit this week because Carrie Hilson's birthday. Um, just passed and she's been all on the timelines but not for her music and I mean she she looks good you like, should see me sipping this tea like she looks good but the thing that bothers me is that every time Carrie Hilson comes into the, the timelines or or anything it's like she looked better than Beyonce she really she, Every single time wow. Carrie Hilson comes into the conversation, Beyonce comes up. Wow. And it's just an issue with me. And then they're like, she's so underrated. I wonder why she fell off or why people don't pay attention to her. I'm like, underrated? 
it's kind of a big title to give to some people, including Kerry Hilson. Oh, so you were playing devil's advocate on the uh, in, oh, in the yeah. chat, I, yeah. and I knew what he was doing the whole <laughs> yeah. time. That's why I just told you. That's why I just told you that I'm by myself. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> including Kerry Hilson. I don't feel that Kerry Hilson is anywhere. She Put some isn't rated on her name. I don't think that she. I'm a, I'm going to say something, and I'm a, I'm not because I I don't want to bash her because this um, is this is this is your guy. I mean, your girl, right? This here here's what here's what should have happened because I I tried to listen to that album, <laughs> the first album, if in it's a Timberland production, right? Yeah, a little Polo to Don. Yeah, she's a she's a she's a child of Timberlands. Yeah, yeah. If Nelly Furtado is singing those records, that album goes mega platinum. Yeah, I agree. I think it's clearly. The wrong person singing good music. It's not bad music. I'm not saying it's bad music. I'm like, oh, this just doesn't work. As the a and I'm like, yo, I don't know if we can sell you doing this in the pop world. That's what it seems like they're trying to do, give her the wrong songs. And she's writing the songs. I think though she's like, yo, I'm keeping... And you know, you That know, you, time of music was that sound of music, too. She came off almost in the wrong like time. She, she, she fit with Esther Dean. She she kind of fell where Esther Dean like, fell, like great came, writer. If she would have came out a little bit earlier or a little bit later, then it would have been the right production around her stuff. But she fell into that that two thousand what four two thousand six. Um, this this album came out two thousand nine. Oh, so yeah. so it was like around that. Yes, yeah, the second like, one. The second one came out. The second one came out in two thousand and ten. Oh well, then she should have been off that by then. I think they were. I think she yeah, probably, she sounded like she was sitting on music. It's like around a puffy press play time. Like I tried to tell you, it was trash, timing. By the way. Yes. Timing and resources. <laughs> which was the stuff that Carrie Hilson would have been working on. No. You give that you give that album to the uh Nicole's the race rummer. Somebody ambiguously. That's only because of the color of their skin. That's what I'm telling you. Racially ambiguous. Okay. Nelly Furtado makes that stuff go. Racially ambiguous. But she Carrie, was just a little too urban for for what she was. Carrie trying to was go. one of us, and that wasn't what we wanted from her. Our thoughts, but I, so you feel Blaze and our listeners. I want to eat the rest of these chips so bad. I'm so starving. That that Carrie Hilson is one of the. Un- yeah, he said, "Just shut up, let me talk." Underrated R and B artist, correct? I feel like there's women out here when they hear this podcast that's going to say that "Perfect World" is a classic to them. It could happen. This was recorded from 2006 to 2009, so my theory still makes sense. And what I said in the chat says, time tell you when resources. Album, when it dropped. It, it dropped in 2009. Yeah. Energy? No. The video was great because she was half naked. Mm. But. So the song didn't work. You're saying these songs didn't work. No. They're not, they, they're not bad songs. I think these are songs that the numbers probably should have. Why why are we not caring if there's another Carrie Hilson album? Because what I've learned in doing this research is that Carrie Hilson just stopped making music. Well, why don't we Hold care? On. We still listen, Mary ain't gave us a hit and I don't know how long. We still want to hear her sing. Who? The world. He's like okay. the world. <laughs> Cause like you're expect because what you're saying is there's gonna be a, a a group of women women that are gonna say, This album is a classic. Okay, so And I'm telling you that even though Mary has not given us anything that we really wanted, her breaking up with Kendu right now, there are people like, now we can get that Mary we love. I agree. I agree with that. Okay, so and we know it's not gonna happen. Let me defend myself on this first album. I just looked at the track list. She has eight songs on it, on the on the album. The four middle songs are the songs I like. 
So I'll give you that. That's because make love and slow dance. Slow were, dance. Were I love on my mixes. Those were on my R and B mixes. And those weren't sync. Oh, actually, knock you down and 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 turn me turn me on was the singles, which were good singles. No, there were six singles off this album. There's eight songs. I'm just. Oh, it's this definitely is, more. Oh, I'm looking at the. I'm songs. looking at the singles. So she dropped all these singles. Yeah, and they were extremely successful. Nobody cared. Oh, nobody so, cared. Oh, I'm people tripping. care. Oh, there's seven, you didn't care. There's 17 no, songs they on here. Okay, and my bad. And you, you, you listen. I may be wrong. No, Maybe I'm, they. No, did. I'm telling you that you're wrong. I, I, to, I will. To, I will admit that and I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I kind of trolled you because I said numbers, but in reality, I didn't. I wasn't using I know. numbers. Are not a part of my argument. I told you they couldn't be. The album went gold. That's cool. Nothing great. Great. Ride home, ride home about. Here's the thing. There's some joints on this album. There are. You said you didn't like energy, or no, what, I didn't one? like that. The first, that was her leadoff single, kind of threw me off. Was that energy joint? I think that a lot of people would disagree. Wasn't that a pop ish song? I mean, it was played on BT, or more of a girls' powerful song. Polo, I, I think Polo did that one. Oh, okay. Um, um, that was her first single. It didn't really. Kill the charts. Like, Rico, Rico Love. Rico Love? Yep. That's her lowest charting song. Energy? Energy. And I, that. And I could, quickly it, as I pressed uh, play, I could see why. Excuse me. And even, <laughs> even then, that hit 78 on Billboard, the regular chart, not the R&B chart. Okay. The top, the hot 100. It still hit. Plead your case, my guy. It's still charting. Plead your case. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about. First of all, this album had a ton of international success. I think that, oh, that, oh, that's what she was going for. It's kind of different, though. You no, no, no. Like, that Billboard number I gave you was you United know the States. Chicks. <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is during the time of. See how I'm talking through all the, 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 the banter? <laughs> the the plan now. of the album was to. Have international success. So when y'all thinking it's that pop lane, they were going international. They were very successful. Yeah, because I was I the sound I, of that time. Yeah. I clearly know what I mean. I clearly know what Timberland in his mind was doing. He, but it worked. Oh, it worked. Like yes, you get on the charts, but there are a lot of stuff that charts that you really don't care. Or we're talking about being underrated. Like, you know, I think she got the success that that album deserved. You got Timberland and Polo the Don. You got Rico that's, Love. But that's, nobody, that's a great combination. Nobody wants them. or needs to hear right now when you think about Carrie Hilson. Man, I wish I had another Carrie Hilson album. I wouldn't mind it. You wouldn't mind it. But you're, this, and, so and, and until mind. we've seen a picture of her. Not I don't a, care nothing about but the picture I, of her. But not because my wife is in another room. No, fam. I know, but it's not. it's not... Her music that is keeping her afloat. I am a mu- Carrie Hilson music fan. Yeah, but fan. you're pretty think, girl think rock. Of, think of yourself just to be a, a standard fan. Most of her standard fans that aren't producers, that aren't songwriters themselves, are just like, all right, yeah, she's pretty. And she's, she is. And you kind of like, like, all right, yeah, this, oh, Carrie Hilson, she used to be, you know, or she was with. Then you start doing the comparisons because that's what we do. Of course. But you're not saying, man, I need a new album. I'm going to give you these numbers. Her, <laughs> I'm not saying she wasn't successful. And then I'm going to tell you why the numbers don't mean shit to But me. then, then if, if you give me numbers and she's successful, then she's not underrated. She got what she deserved. What I'm saying, I think the- The I argument think, was underrated. I think people use the word underrated with Carrie Hilson because in everybody's mind, and it may be very true, 
people think that she hasn't dropped an album because Beyonce said, you're done. I think that the lane is clogged very much. We um we talked about this in the barbershop. Here are two, some quick on a rap level. Do y'all remember Tabby Bonet? From D.C. D.C. What happened to him? Wale. There it is. African guy, fashion dude, you know, trying to be fresh, trying to be fly, talking a little, a little, uh, a little lingo that we really didn't understand. And then Wale drops Nike boots. And then Wale drops um, an album with Rock Nation. And then Wale drops with MG, MMG. So who's Tabby Bonet? Well, it's Wale because that's the lane that he took. So when we think about it right now, why can't Wayne get a hit? Well, here's Young Thug. You can't. It's really hard for the labels to say, all right, we got to push this guy. That last, that last one because I feel like Wayne doesn't have a hit because Wayne has just been on BS lately. I think if he came out with a no, song, no. Blaze, you're you're a writer in the industry. You know how this goes. Yeah. These records come out. The list comes out. The writers make their, you know, the publishers get give them the songs that they, like, we want to look for a song like this for this. And then the hooks are done. The beat is done. The hook is done. It gets to you, you, and you. Yeah. And then who gets it? Young Thug. So, all right, Wayne might even demo the record. But who's going to get the green light? Whoever pays for it first. Bing. So who's paying for it? The label. Well, what label are they on? The same label. The same backing. So you, of course, the, this guy, Rihanna is here. So Rihanna is lucky, and, and really her leverage is Jay Z. Like I would like to see Rihanna make this move with Beyonce running right now, and there's no Jay Z in her corner. So you're saying that? So who's in Carrie's lane that's clogging it up? Rihanna, Rihanna and Beyonce. See, I think Beyonce. I feel like we, that's a that's almost disrespectful to Beyonce. It's don't think don't don't think style. <laughs> think all right. Black woman, I can, doing, I, I can take Rihanna doing doing urban to, to AC forty music because Beyonce can get over into to WNCI, Rihanna can get over into WNCI, but they both stay on Power one hundred and seven. Here is my thing, oh, all I am here to do today is to make sure y'all put some respect on this first album's name. Hey man, the first album I will give it sold. to you. The first album she got her ratings. And then here here's where's but the it record? Was, it wasn't too much listen, it wasn't too much strong listen, stuff listen, after that. Listen, listen, I'm I'm I didn't write all these numbers down not to give them. <laughs> I'm going to give them. <laughs> give them the numbers. Turning me on. 15 on the Billboard 100. Knock me down or whatever that record was, which is a crazy record. Got up to number 3. On the Billboard 100. With the help this, of Ye. With, that's, that's fine. This <laughs> album was nominated for 16 awards. It won... Nickelodeon Awards? Uh, the Image Awards. Awards? I'm glad you said that. It was nominated for <laughs> two Grammy Awards, mm-hmm. four BT Awards. She won the MOBO, which I guess is like the International Grammy. Mm. Um, two Soul Train Awards and two... AMA Awards. That's very strategic, man. Timberland already told, he told us with Bubba Sparks. He said, no, I'm not making uh, ugly anymore. That doesn't work. We're going for pop and country. Somebody like, here's, here's a name that you probably like, oh, why was why is Yellow was still putting out records? Because know. there's a demographic that still buys that music. Obviously, That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> always think that. Always think that these people are making music for a reason. Somebody out there. Carrie Hilson's numbers are reflective of not young black girls. That's overseas as well. No, no, no. The numbers I'm giving is is United States numbers. I'm just letting you what? know she had a lot more success. I don't believe. I I don't believe. If you if you can tell me otherwise, you can sit somebody down and tell. They can run down lyric for lyric and song for song. A, a, a black female right here. I I'll concede. I don't know. Knock you down. So two million in the United States. Yeah, it's a great song. 
She got she has great music. But you just said it wasn't indicative of the young black girls in America. No, I don't. I don't have album. any international I'm talking about that album. Talk about that album. So you tell? Are you telling me? And I, maybe you're not familiar with this record because this was a black girl record. Number eleven, telling the truth, is a big record. I think with black women. Is it a big record on the charts too? It never. It was. It wasn't a single. See know. what I'm saying? Like I ain't no black woman, so I don't know, bro. We got to get the the people who can I, listen. Can I, I'm gonna, to, I'm, gonna I'm gonna play a record. That's that. why you. That's why we needed a woman on this. That's show. why I was trying to tell because I'm not gonna respect. <laughs> like it's women right now listening to this podcast. Like, oh, that was my joint. I'm gonna play a record, and you know, I know you're an engineer. You can make this come through there. That was a good song. If Rihanna sings it. That was a song. Why are you going to the second album? What's still on the first album? You stuck on the first one. Yeah. If Rihanna sings this. But Rihanna didn't sing it, though. And I know, Carrie did. It didn't go anywhere, and it was a great song. Listen, that second album hmm. has some joints on there. Pretty Girl Rock is on there since you were talking. That was a, a, a anthem. That's fine. See, what's, what's the, let me tell you what y'all not about to do. <laughs> is y'all not about to tag team pause? I just, I just don't think that Carrie Hilson. J. Cole is even on this album. I don't yeah. I don't think that Carrie Hilson doesn't get the love that she should get. I think get. She get, she's getting everything I, I think she's she supposed gets to get. Everything. You said underrated, and I, I don't think she's underrated. I think she's rated. Perfectly. What I just said was, Perfect. I'm, I'm not here to prove that she's underrated. But that I'm was the conversation that sparked this place. In, in our chat, y'all was disrespecting this first <laughs> album. And I came here tonight <laughs> to make sure that y'all put some respect Spectacle. on that first album's name. Yes, you did. So I got. You want to clown the second album? Sure. Have at it. Ha- have fun. Okay, I, we will release you from the Carrie Slanter. I got a couple more people that. Jeremiah. That's that's one of the next people that. Hold was, on, before, before we get oh, off the carry, you got more, you got more, thing. No, no. more facts to give. No, no, I'm done with the facts. Um, but here's the thing: I like this album a lot. It has I don't care the about first one? The, the charts. Yeah, I don't care about make what, love and slow dance are my jam. Great Those records. are great songs. Great I love knock you down. I love energy. To be honest with, you, I even remix energy. Keep it to keep it a hundred. Um, I love telling the truth. I love alienate. I love the record with uh, Akon. Change me. No. Love that record. You can say no all you want. This is snore emoji. (laughs) Good for you because the record is amazing (laughs) to my opinion, which is all that matters to me. (laughs) Because I mean, that's why I don't debate songs with people. I'm like, when we be in the chat in the B side chat, it blows my mind how people debate what people like. Whatever Daryl like, I'm cool with that. Right. Oh. Whatever you love, gigolos get lonely too. <laughs> I'm cool with that <laughs> because I'm. It's, that's who you like. He still want to hear music, so child. I'm cool with that. I do. I do. What's wrong with people liking? If we all the same songs, that'd be it'd be whack. I think what what because the thing that goes on so much now, like all right, we debate stuff, and my thing is like if we're if and debate is healthy. I think debate is healthy, but debating without a standard that we both can look at and say, all right, here's what I like, here's what you like, here's a standard, here's a constant. Now let's grade what we like against the standard or the constant. People don't want to do that. How can we have a standard on the songs that we like, though? Like, I like <laughs> the songs no, like, for me. I, all like, I asked, all I said, and this is going back to the word, underrated. 
Define underrated. Yeah, I'm fine with her not being. Underrated. So that was that was how this all started, Blaze. Nobody, no. Listen, man. and it's not even just you. Like I'm telling you, my timeline was talking about it went off of her photos, and then yeah, off to her music. I'm like, that's a different conversation. I'm gonna keep I, it hundred. We're here for the photos. I seen her before in person here uh, in Columbus. I seen it with no makeup on and with her glasses with a dumb hoodie. Regular. I think dumb regular. Dumb regular. Hey. She came to a club that we, the eighty eighty one had a party at. I forget what club it was. It was, was, it was Icon. Dumb regular. I listen. Were you, were you there? What was I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey. and she ain't short. She and five she, nine. Oh, I was about no, to say she's definitely it. not short. Yeah. She ain't. She ain't. She five nine. Hey. All right. So ahead. other other underrated artists that was mentioned when I asked this question to our timeline, um, Jeremiah came up twice. Underrated. Yes, and he's in R and Beef right now. Yeah, with, 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 with Party um, Next Door. Party Next Door, because he felt he should have been headlining the the, the shows they were doing together. I kind of agree. I definitely agree. I kind of agree with that. I think Party Next Door is a bigger artist right now. I, 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 today, so, well. yes. So if you're on tour today, you go with the biggest artist See, I today. Agree. But I agree. Jeremiah has more songs, so he has, he has more nobody's hits. coming out to see. Yeah. If you put Jeremiah in that's exclusive, true too. I, I, a club here in Columbus, Ohio, true. he will not sell out exclusive. But I think that Jeremiah has a longer. He might sell out Exile. He has a he has more songs than, than Party Next Door. So that's where his issue is, is that I have more songs to party next door. I shouldn't be starting off. So he sent a fake little boozy to um to sing for him in Houston, and then he got kicked off the tour. So here's my here here's I what, agree with you, oh. Here's what here's what the party next door is. He's he is a cult type guy. Like there's a group of people that like the OVO sound. Yes. Um a group of girls. Yeah, even guys. Yeah. Even guys that, you know, just kind of that whenever something OVO related comes out, they're going to be attached to it. So you know what you're getting as a promoter when I say, oh, who's headlining? Well, this is the guy that's putting his name first on the bill because I know there's a group that's going to be there for him. I don't know anybody that says, like, man, I can't wait to see Jeremiah in concert. I have never met that person. Here's the other thing I've never heard, I've never met. I have never met the person that says, I can't wait to hear Jeremiah sing. I can't. You know who loves Jeremiah? You know who loves Jeremiah? The A and R's. The A and R's love Jeremiah. He's a good because he's person. a great hook writer. What's he's a great with, songwriter. What did Jeremiah do to you? Nothing. <laughs> but why are we putting guys? Why are we putting guys that are not like we are in a generation where the person that should be in the studio with the pen and the pad with the keyboard writing music they are now the star. And I oh. think it's I think it's the inversion of stardom right now, where somebody like you don't even like you don't even know what Jeremiah looks like if he walks down the street. I would, oh. No, you would because you're an industry guy. Like you're in a writer. Here's the thing. So you know your peers. Did he have the hottest R and B song of the year? Possibly, arguably. What the um? We we we, we. yeah. The jam, but you don't want to go see him sing it. <laughs> he had a jam. I might, no, you don't. I might want to go see that. You too. Listen, you don't want to. I'm not really a concert type of guy, but I might. Hey, okay, there it is. Nobody's caring. Nobody cares that he exists physically. We care about he that he exists. I love the song. Exists audio wise and sonically because we just want to hear the music next and get on with it. We don't want to see Jeremiah like. Shout out to AU. A- I love the song that AU did for Jeremiah on that mix. I, I didn't know that they were supposed to do a, a album together. Who? Jeremiah and Party Next Door. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were about to say, well, uh, him and AU? That, Shout out AU. That's bro. not happening. 
Yeah, I just don't think that. I don't think that uh, Jeremiah you, is a guy that. Uh-oh. If I'm a promoter, I like I couldn't. I could see. But Jeremiah had "Don't Tell Him." He had "Planes" and "We" off that last album, so he got. He has hits, hits, hits. He has courses. He can do a medley hey, on. Hey, Fifty Cent. That that, that that was his record, right? He might have as many hits as T Pain. No. T Pain is nah. You, you count them right now. You're Why? not about listen, to do that. Can you stop bringing him up to yeah. I'm just going. I'm listen. Sledgehammers and ants. That's how I feel just about this T Pain conversation. Because y'all try to get me. Listen. Because y'all try to get the little chick from Chicago. I try to call you little reinforcement. I didn't try to yeah, get anybody. Whatever. Yo. Just yeah. Yo, if you're listening and you feel like T Pain is underrated, let us know too. Please. Because he's one of them people that was listening Sweet to. Sweet T Pain was listed as underrated. Do you feel underrated, overrated? Uh, underrated. Where he should be. He's getting the love that he's supposed yeah. to get. BJ the Chicago kid. Underrated. Your thoughts? Bubbling. So that means he's currently underrated, but no, almost. No, I don't think he's underrated. I think that he hasn't given the body of work and or the major single that says, mm. like, oh, man, nobody's respect. See, all right, let's, I'm going to define underrated Damn. since y'all don't want to. Interesting. <laughs> you, you really about to get into I it. I totally no. disagree with what you just said. No, underrated says, you know what? There's somebody that is making music as good or whacker than you, and they're getting more. I don't know who's in his lane that says that, you know what? There's a guy that's that's not as good as you, and he's getting more, and you should be the one getting that love. That's underrated. I the weekend is getting a, a crazy love that BJ could be getting. Do you do you do you hear BJ the Chicago kid on Can't Feel My Face? No, nah, we're not right, saying so the he, same song. No, but he's getting he made the hits. But I'm he, saying like the weekend made the, the hits. weekend's getting spotlight. Because he the made B- the hit. EJ's not getting the you, you didn't listen to uh, Nihilators like you listened to um, House of Balloons? Nobody did. Uh, I didn't listen to House of Balloons. But I've never been to Weekend. Nobody listened to Nihilators like they listened to House of Balloons? But just because maybe <laughs> your thoughts of that doesn't mean that BJ stuff shouldn't be rated higher or listened to more. Like, if you went to Rap Side, Big Crit is underrated, right? Me. Nah, I think Big Crit is oh, making No, man. I think Why keep blessing me? Oh, why keeps blessing me? Don't make me cry up in here. I don't know why keeps blessing me. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. By BJ? But but it's it's an underground record that when people like you and me that are Kendrick fans and BJ Chicago kid fans, you hear like, oh, you know that record too? So the people that know that record love that record. We're not going to agree on this. We're we're not going to agree that BJ Define underrated. underrated. Define underrated. All, all All I know is this. I have a top five albums of 2016. Define, listen, man. BJ's on there? He may or may not be at the top. Define underrated, dog. Define it. Then we can go forward. I just think underrated is somebody that should be be mainstream that isn't. In the basic sense. I will name some some albums. Is his album as good as the internet album was? Yes, to me. I can only speak for myself. Not, I don't know what critically acclaimed it is, or if, well, I, to me, I prefer. Did he did now? Now you be be the label guy, be the industry guy. Was there a record other than Church on that song? On I mean, on that album that should has should have been as big as Church or bigger? So you just asked me to be something I've never been. But you're in the industry. That doesn't mean that I. I that you understand I how the industry works, man. Don't play me. But it's not like try to send me, bro. I'm against everything that that is. But though. you know how to. I'm very against it too. But be 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 who you are. You know, it's not a record on there other than that. That so you're needs, asking me to celebrate celebrate blandness. 
Nah, man, I just want records that it's if we're, that if we're saying that, guys that, are underrated, give me the record. Like, yo, nobody heard this record, and everybody should have heard this record. See, I feel that way about eighty percent of the album. I liked him, man. I waited for it. I got the mixtapes. I love that that record. Feel his pain off off of the uh, him and K Dot. Pause. That like his like K Dot did his job, and then the vamp where he's just singing and talking like that by itself is a song to me. Yeah. He's a he is so he's so full, soulful. Yeah, but he does not have the hits. Even in um, damn, somebody else, you know what that should have hits. Because their ability and who they stand next to, V. Boseman. Steve had that song, Smile, that it just seemed like it just didn't catch. It was catch. too corny. It was a corny record. It Timberland came, made it a corny record. Yeah, it just, it didn't catch. We wanted her, the people that knew her three or four years ago, wanted another record like the uh, To the End of Time with her and Timothy Bloom. If you're uh, you're giving a soul, like like we had, like we talked about Sharon, Sharon Jones mm-hmm. or Amy Winehouse, that kind of soul, then you can't go get on a, a a goofy pop record with Timberland, him beatboxing all that. Yeah. Nah, he uh, he seemed like he tried to make a, his version of Happy, and it just was not Clearly. about to happen with V Bozeman. What was wrong with Church? Church is a perfect record, but I'm saying he's underrated because that record should he didn't have been. A, it was I that's think, a hit to me. I think it. I think it got what it's supposed to get. I, I wish he didn't have the rappers on it. Me too. No, nah, I like Chance on it though. I think now I'm this being a production guy that I am. Take it out the the drum machine and the samplers or whatever the keyboards. Go get you a band. Do that record again. I think he does that live. But do that for the the, the like he. I think they kind of that would make it a hit though. That, that I think I think it takes it out of the urban world. Yeah, and puts it in another world where it can live. Why? What's wrong with the urban world? Nothing wrong with it, but I think I think when, that's where the money I is think, for him. I think with that that kind of talent, like nah, don't just put him on. Uh, the powers and the hots. Nah, he can he can sing, and you put him with a band. You put let him be that guy and go out there. Like I don't. I but sometimes they don't, they, they don't show that love to people like him. No matter if he did it, they or show not. that Tank. love to uh, Carrie Hilson. Mm. Well, Carrie Hilson had pop records, but at the end there of the day, it is. At the end of the day, Cater- you know you know how this works. Tank and Tyrese they complain about it all the time. They don't get the looks. No matter how pop they try to make it, they're never going to get that look. And BJ, the Chicago kid, is never going to get that pop look, no matter what record he man, does. Man, what's the it's, – it's the, his name is Leon, man. I can't, Leon Bridges? Leon Bridges is getting that look. I disagree. Uh, I disagree, oh. I don't think he's getting the pop look. Why isn't he? He's not, oh. He's, I think he's getting a good look, but I don't think he's pop completely. What, what makes you think that he's pop? Have you ever listened to him on any, any urban stations? But so where do you hear his records? I hear them on like soundtracks. Thank you. You did just gave it a pop. You did, you did give you. it. You uh, did just give it a pop back. Right? <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't, I he's not. He's not. Leon Bridges is not playing. Like they try to. They're trying to sell him as the next uh, Sam Cooke type guy. Yeah, they trying. Like, that. And I know what that. I know what that sounds like and feels like. I, that doesn't look like it belongs on a power or a hot. When music is is. Even when music is even, come on, man, Blaze, quit playing with me, man. Pause. Quit being, you acting like you what's, don't know what you know, on? man. What? What I do? You know how songs are mixed. Yeah. Do you know how to mix a pop record? Yeah. Do you know how to mix an urban record? Yeah. When you think about somebody like Leon Bridges, how's that record mixed? It's mixed like a pop record. Just yeah. go ahead and let BJ see. live in that lane, too. Because that lane isn't... That's, what if that's not who he is, oh? All right, then you get what you get. 
you get what you get and you're not I underrated. Feel like, I feel like in the R&B spectrum, he's underrated. I feel like he's one of the best and he's not considered one of the best. That's, best singers or best... Oh, nah, he's a great all singer. encompassing. He is, I don't think I, the, think I don't think the body of, the of work. I don't he got a good look on that. On that, um, was was he on Jill Scott's album? Like the only feature on Jill Scott's album. He's trying. Is he is he is he walking in Anthony Hamilton's light? Nah. Is that where he's? Is that is he? So, I think so. You think so? so a tad. Just a little. Anthony Hamilton's last album. Yeah. Is this BJ Chicago Kid album better than Anthony Hamilton's last album? The one that just came out this year. Yes. Okay. I listened to that today again. Won't listen to it again. The last album that he just dropped this year. Oh, it's some it. joints on this. It is, man. I'm a fan. Bro. But it, I, at Cupid, the new Cupid with Kendrick. Listen, I'm a fan. That could have worked too. But I know, like, all right, I I can see Feel the inside was. I can I see the the distance these songs Resume? are going to go. Resume was was my jam for real. I thought Phil Inside was gonna make it because he had the sounds of Jodeci in there, like with the deep voice. You know how that how they had the deep voice on the on the um, the last bridge or the last chorus. I thought that that was gonna make it. I think you got to make a decision sometimes, and it's sad that you have to make that decision. Like, am I going here? Am I going there? And some days, sometimes, it happens in R&B a lot. It happens, man. I think it, and I, and I'm only this is only because of the standard that is set. The industry. If you say, is it a great album? Yes. Can I listen to it? Yes. Cool. But if we're saying it's based off of these guys in the industry, it's got it got what, it's, what it was supposed to get. Okay, but here's the thing. You go into a lot of details. I'm very simple. So if you ask me, do I think BJ the Chicago Kid is underrated? I'm going to say yes because I feel like he should be considered as one of the best, and I don't think he is. That's in what in what room? The industry room or just period? Just period, oh. I'm and who, who who is getting love and shine that he's not? Um, Who's stealing his love? I don't, I, Who's I don't, eating I don't, his plate? I don't, I don't see it that way. So underrated, you're, the word rate is in the... That's a root word. Why are you making me have to knock somebody else to put him up? Like I, all I'm saying is, I feel like he should be a bigger artist. Period. Who's who's who? Who is missing? Bj the Chicago kid that should be hearing it. Because I often feel like when people say, um, like the Roots, and we're talking hip hop, the people that love the Roots love the Roots. The people that love most Def love most Def. The people that love Erica Badu love Erica Badu. The people that love BJ the Chicago Kid love him. So who is like, yo, why don't you love? Like, nah, who's missing? Who's missing out of this party that should be giving him? Do we want BJ Chicago Kid to go mainstream? Listen, that's just my 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 second thought to kind of go along with his. Because if he goes mainstream, then we might not like him. What's mainstream? He he is mainstream to me. If you, I'll answer your question. Who needs to hear them? There's a whole segment of the young people out there who don't care about R&B music. So is Tiller taking his spot? No, I don't think so. So who are these, who are these kids listening to? They might, they might be listening to Tiller. They might be listening to a lot of these rappers that use melodies like uh, any of them, right? Like Thug, it to me, is like a soulful dude. Like I know he's not thug a singer. Who? Young Thug. Soulful. <laughs> See, this is hard for me to take this 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 conversation serious. You just said he was soulful. We talking about BJ Chicago kid. I'm like, nah, I, I, I'm I just, get I'm like, just, I'm talking about the you, segment of young people. I'm just being real. That's with their you. soul music, bro. I'm telling All you, right. future is soulful to them. 
I don't even think they know what the definition of soulful they is. They probably don't, oh. So, but what I'm saying is like, there's a young people like that who like everything is so watered down now. It's all about the bitches and and stunting and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten away from what BJ Chicago Kid is still doing, which is I I messed up. I love you. Don't please don't leave me. Some real shit. All right, let me let. Because there's some more list people on this list. I don't want to spend all day on this guy. Okay. Pause. Um, pause. Yeah. Pause. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, fellas. <laughs> I think Chance the Rapper, not an R&B guy, made an album that an R&B guy like BJ the Chicago Kid that still has his foot in the hip-hop world a little bit in, in, in whatever is... Um, not R and B. Put him on those songs, which he does. No, you put him on that. Like that album takes chance off and let him do those records, like blessings and even no problems. Let him sing, sing a verse and let them guys rap. I think you have a better, uh, a better product that takes him a distance. Even if you're saying like, well, he doesn't need to go pop. All right, cool. So he's he's going to be, and I'm speaking industry. He's going to be an urban guy. Then let him go, and then we're watching that that music translate into festivals, into uh, uh, being on late night TV. Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, like I, I don't even know. Maybe the music just doesn't translate the way the normal listener listens to music. I think you're listening clearly from uh, a very uh, perfected ear. So when you're thinking about like, yo, why don't you understand this? I listen to jazz music and I was like, yo, you don't get that. I'm not even mad at him for not understanding, but you asked me who is sleeping on him, and that's that's. I don't think he's giving them. I don't think he's giving them the product that would wake them up. Yeah, I think what you said was a great idea, putting him on those type of records, even though I can actually hear it. Yeah, because well, him and Chance works. They worked Mm -hmm. pretty much every Chance project BJ's made. But I think a record like Church was a record that could have been on uh, Coloring Book. Yeah, yeah, that could have went sure. either way. So he needed more stuff. I, and I, and too, I, as much as I like, I, I see him as a soulful, just give him a band. Like, all right, if that's your music and that is your biggest record on this album, then you should have kind of stayed in that vein. It felt a little all over the place. Pause. <laughs> you listen to the podcast in the key of life. I'm DJ Duro, a.k.a. your favorites. I have RBO. Aww. And the, the star the, engineer It's the kid Blaze A.K.A. Put some respect On that Carrie Hilson First album man. <laughs> Hey man She fine as uh, She fine uh, as you, if, Say it Oh it's she okay She fine boy <laughs> <laughs> So we talking about R&B We talking about life We ain't really talking about life so much We talking about R&B though Are we trying to get These definitions of underrated We're trying to get the definitions Of what should be a top And what should be in the mainstream Best writers If you just not tuned in Press rewind if you just hopped in somebody's car and they playing this, tell them to hold it back, run, run that back so we can listen to the beginning of it. If you haven't listened to our show before, make sure you go to our SoundCloud. Um, just put in the B-side. Check out our brothers. And um, so we do, man. DJ Duro's here for for y'all next. Well, we about to be here for this chance. The chance how this, the game, you know, the, the Donald Glover. You want to talk so about that? Man. You, want, you listen to the Childish Gambino album? Awaken My Love, is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, Sharp, I'm gonna let you um to lead this part. What did what did you what did you think about this childish Gambino album? Hey, before you get started, you called this. I yeah. think was it last episode? 
last episode. Shout out to uh, shout out to Justice, man, my son. This is a guy that he's been like, Dad, do you do you listen to Childish Gambino? He likes he likes the rap stuff, but he's a fan of content that Childish Gambino, aka Donald Glover, creates. Um, so yeah, I kind of you know kind of knew that this album was coming. He dropped two singles early. Uh, the first single, yeah, we did just talk about this in the last episode. The first single was "Me and Your Mama," and then the second sing- second single was "Redbone." Flames, man, <laughs> man. Um, so listening to this album, uh, I think you know, and we do this the comparison because I heard it like, oh, this is kind of this is kind of what we think Andre uh, Benjamin Three Stacks. From Outkast, Love Below, like oh, it's definitely in that vein. But then listening to the whole album, man, I, I knew quickly, like oh man, this, these guys are really listening to the uh, the funk, not just neo soul because you hear you know that vibe, that good vibe is not R and B, it's not the same structure as R and B. But this stuff is clearly going back to the funk. It, it after the third listen. I wanted to. I said it. I think I said it in the chat. Like he owes uh, D'Angelo a check because this is this, this is um, like a little brother to Black Messiah, where you you know you got that that lush vibe, the lush chords, and a lot of falsettos and a lot of stuff you really don't understand. But then you get to this rock and roll element, and you get to this uh, real funky thing. Um, they're like, oh man, we just heard this. We just heard it, and I'm not not bashing. I love the album. But then I start thinking about like, why do I love the album? Who who's who's been close to this recently? Um, Erica Badu stepped in that world with um, some of the records on uh, Mama's Gun. Like she was definitely you know leaving some of the only the neo soul stuff alone. Like let me get into this 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 funky stuff that is ours. It's all black music. Um, Parliament. Uh, Funkadelic. Now, F- Funkadelic and Parliament are different. Um, Funkadelic is, you know, definitely uh, more of the rock and roll stuff that George Clinton was attached to with that band, uh, Westbound Records. So I'm hearing that, like Maggot Brain. I'm like, oh man, this is this is that vibe. But with with D'Angelo, um, Childish Gambino, what they were able to do, and, and specifically, they were able to add. Um, an element of the chords and the, the just the instruments they use, it made it more beautiful, more pretty. And I, I'm not even talking about the writing. Like, it was just a very beautiful feeling album. Man, I feel good listening to it. Straight through, top to bottom. Like, it sounds and feels good. It was something that I came into with no expectations. I told y'all before, I just heard that one song and I wasn't trying to hear anything else. I didn't want to know what to expect when I press play. And this album just blew me away because y'all know I love, I love old music. And I've always talked about how my Dayton influence gives me that 70s music influence. Like I know what that's supposed to sound like. Yeah. And I know where that's from. And that was familiar to me, which made it easier for me to digest. Like if it was if I was going in there listening thinking of Donald Glover as a rapper this might not be what I was looking for. Right. But knowing that this guy is eclectic, knowing that he has projects that's not normal to our demographic. Like he's writing for white people. He's a a writer for 30 Rock. He he he's on Atlanta, 
and made a crazy series that just was already crazy artistic, yeah. which got me open to pause to to be allowing his artistic value to just show. Yeah, yeah. just it just his his talent of creating content, relevant content, whether it's um, TV, yeah. rap music, or Movies. Um, he was movies. in the Martian. It's what I would love to be. Like what he's doing. Is really? what, but is, this is the stand. Like this was a standard for would, black artists. I would love that. This was Talk a standard for black artists Talk in our beginnings in entertainment. We didn't just do one thing. I've seen clips of Sammy Davis Jr. playing the drums, going from instrument to instrument, like triple threat. Like that was something that was what we did. Like nobody got away from, you know, just doing one thing. If you were talented. You were talented in a lot of things. Oh, to piggyback off that pause if needed. Um, <laughs> what you're saying is exactly what Keenan Ivory Wayans was saying when they was trying to redo In Living Color. Mm-hmm. He was like, here's the thing. Now, you got one person who's good at impressions and one person who's good Can't at this. Can't do it all. He said back when we were doing In Living Color, there were multiple actors who did Jamie Foxx Jamie song Fox. and and he played and played a woman, but then he was funny. Then you know it, it, they did multiple things. So to speak on that, I it, definitely agree. This album, um, I was wondering, like, damn, is this stank? Am I getting uh, Stankonia minus the raps? A little bit. I feel that way. But because there's, there's a record on Stankonia, um, Slum Beautiful, mm-hmm. um, and then another record, Toilet Tissue, um, Slum Love. I thought it was Slum Beautiful. There's a if that's not. Okay, I'm a look, but I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not disputing. But there's a song called I think Slum Love that sounds like a. Um, uh, but he's a child of all his influences. Like he's an Atlanta guy. He grew up in Stone Stone Mountain, if I'm not mistaken. So, I think so. you know, you 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 definitely are going to like. He's not like I don't think he's 35, is he? So he's a younger guy. So I think he's younger than me. I think is he? I think so. So I'm hearing like, and I'm cool with I'm cool with oh, Slum Beautiful. You're right. I'm cool with him, you know, showing like oh, I listen to the Dungeon Family, but I also listen to somebody that uh, me and my son talked about after we listened to it was the Ohio Players. Like, yeah, definitely Ohio Players is like, but Ohio Players did stuff like this. They Mm -hmm. didn't just kind of like oh, it's elements like no vanity and pride with you know how the. It could be really beautiful, and then the funk could come in, yep. and the drums could change, like in you know the guitars and inaudible singing. Like a lot of people were unattracted or didn't have a love for D'Angelo's last albums. Like I don't understand what he's saying. Like if you're not reading the lyrics to to this album for Childish Gambino, you're really not. And then reading the lyrics, I'm like, oh, this was a private moment for whatever reason yeah. he decided to share with the world because it's not like he's singing. To the world, sound like he's like, yo, I'm. This song is for this person. This song is for this person. Y'all just get to hear it. Is there a theme? Do we feel that he's talking to his child? Well, baby on this boy, album, I, you know, baby boy, I think he is definitely is. The, the song is the first song is called "Me and Your Mama," and then he has an interlude called "When Me and Your Mama." I don't think he got a kid, Daryl. He, ha- I think he has one coming. Oh, really? I think there's one on the way. The night me and your mama met, baby boy. Um, Redbone could be talking about his mom. Um, I, I took that as him, the actor in him being able to jump into a, a role oh. and then play okay. it out. And by the way, what, um, he's the same age as as, as I am. He's thirty three. Hey man, this Blaze, you talk, man. What you think? Yeah, what's your thoughts on the album? Um, I loved it. Um, 
like you said, it's a beautiful sounding album. I agree with everything O just said. Um, my favorite song is Baby Boy. Because mm. I have a lot of, uh, you know, I might not necessarily be going through it, but I see it a lot. And it's real. And it's simple. And it's to the point. point. You know my gripe that I had against Solange album? You couldn't understand the words or you couldn't or it, or it the was, message was too um, drowned out? It was too poetic for me. Um, and this on this album, I feel like he spoke straight to people. Shout out to Shay Smith. I forgot to shout her out before we started this convo about Childish Gambino. Um, yes, dear, we listened to it. Shout out to you. I immersed myself in this album yeah. for the first two or three days. This over and over again. Yeah. Um, but like this, this music right here is the same. Like when I think about what um, we talked about, uh, Sid from the internet. Like I'm glad to see a younger generation. Appreciating Man. musicality. Man. The internet is a band. Yeah. Like that's a band of, of young people. I don't know if they're old the oldest person might be 26, 27, maybe, but they're a band. Mm-hmm. Um Childish Gambino put together an album that clearly needed a band. Like I've seen I've seen clips of the performances from last year when he started to to leak out what he was doing. Like it's a real live show. Like it's not it's, this is not this is not a rapper doing R&B music. It's not like The Love Below. Because on The Love Below, you know, Andre kind of said, oh, I can rap and sing, and I can kind of mix this funk thing. No, this is a dedicated funk album. This is dedicated to that. It's even like, like even we talk about Lauren, Lauren Hill, you know, hers was a soul album, but it still had elements of hip-hop. I feel like this, like he said, yeah, I'm going to rap later. Yeah, like that. <laughs> I don't want no rap on here. <laughs> yeah, no, not on this one. And people were kind of disappointed because they, you know, they know him for his rapping more than this. You got to enjoy what you get because this is a great project that you just can't be like, oh, I want to hear some raps on. Nah, you going to have to take this because this is great. He had a lot of old school groove sections in his songs. Like where he, he let just it breathe. Because any old school song that you sample, there's always going to be a break. significant points in the song where it's nobody singing a rap. Or back, back, back to that Bruno Mars conversation. Like I think I think thinking about two artists that are new or not new but are young that are definitely pulling from the past. When I think about it, like this is what I was talking about. Like, be a little bit more authentic to what you're pulling from. So, so was he influenced or was he copying? Which one, Bruno or, or Childish? That was a Childish. conversation I had with um with my homegirl Donna this morning, um, or maybe yesterday morning. She felt like it was a copy. Um, I feel like it it it, it is, but it isn't because I can't. Pull, I was wondering what's the difference of this. I can't. With the, I can't go Bruno. back and say this song sounds like that song. I feel like it's an influence. Yes, you can. I don't know what song like this. Oh, this is a direct copy of this song. That baby boy song with the song I I gave you. Um, the Ohio. How player song was like almost the same thing. Which one? I, uh, I, I disagree that it was the same thing. I, the I, same I think, subject. I mean, and same kind of talking about baby boy in a different way. But when I, I'm thinking about the music, or are you talking about the lyrics? Lyrically, yeah, the concept. You, 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 the concept, yeah. But I'm talking when I copying is for me. I'm looking more about the music that he presented. You know, like did he present the same song as? Ohio players or as uh, Funkadelic or as Sly and the Family Stone and like oh that's just that song you know like oh here's like oh you ain't boy you want me you want me to play where that come from oh I can't do that 
just Bruno's gimmicky to you. Like I, that's I don't, I'm not even going. I'm not even going to bash Bruno. I, this was just kind of oh, to okay. give clarity of why. Like I listened to Bruno album, Bruno's album, and I said, yeah, he he definitely was able to emulate and trans translate his influence. But it wasn't authentic to the style of music he was talking about. If you're if you're gonna use James Brown, James Brown never played. He never played on a lyric. He never just you know. Even when he's talking, he's talking to the band. You're getting docked those uns and on the one like he's leading the band. Right. I feel like Bruno Mars tried to emulate that, but he kind of did it with a candy coat. Like, nah. At least give us the break, like you said, like. If you're gonna do funk music, there has to be a breakdown at some point. Let that bass line live. Let the drummer let, get a drummer some. Like that's what Childish did versus what Bruno did. Bruno felt like, you know, oh, you like that music. Good for you. This sounds like you live that music. Mm-hmm. So, and here's a here's a name that I had to go back and even listen to again vocally, Lenny Kravitz. Okay. That's where I if I want to say copying. I can see that. I didn't see that before you said. Never that. thought about it, but that's a I, good. That's a good conversation if, to bring if, up. If he's doing anything like somebody, it's Lenny Kravitz, and that's not bad. It's a nice little blend too. It's like Lenny yeah. Kravitz, but then still giving us that Andre three thousand. All the influences are there. Yeah, it's all there, and I'm not mad. Yeah, me neither. I'm actually very happy. About Your favorite that. song on the album? Uh, Redbone. Right now, fire. Stay woke. It's hard. <laughs> Stay woke. It's hard to really pick a favorite song for me because uh-huh. it's one of those albums again that I want to just hear the whole thing over and over again. Like I don't really want to pick and choose too much. I think I didn't like California that much, but mostly the whole album I just want to hear. Did you say that in the chat or something earlier? I feel like I heard that today. I don't a, lot know. People, a lot of people don't like that record. Okay, but I I can live with that record. It was like oh okay, it's not it's not. The, I think it goes with the story. Yeah, if, like, if like there's it. a story for it. Yeah, like and yes, he does have a son that just was born in October. Okay. So that's why I think that this also could be a, a complete story that either he's just let us in on or but he's he, or he's playing a role. All right, so here's this word that people kind of use too much. Genius. Um, I wouldn't call him a genius for this. I'm not going to call him a genius. Okay. I'm starting to see things where uh, when you're able to set up stuff in long distance and it works like like that that was really smart like um and everybody knows I'm a I'm a Kendrick fan like the same van that he's that he's borrowing from his mother is the same van that he's driving in section 80 the same Tammy Tammy's Tammy's evils he's talking to her big sister and sing about me right. so when you're able mm-hmm. to line up your stories from like in like before you're even a mega star and you can still use that and yeah. it comes to fruition and you start to pull that together like I'm seeing like man this guy is really like Donald Glover is really good like I think we're gonna and he worked on Atlanta at the same time as he worked on this album too like the content that he's creating genius to me like I'm and, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from just throwing that tag cause it's been used a lot like Walt Disney Google he's not a genius to me but 
I think Donald Glover not for this, this album, is genius. Not for this album, but just him, like, like his this everything. Like yeah. even 2016 of his what, has he, been genius level. No, no, his career. Okay, yeah, his, his career. career. Like even when he's rapping, he was rapping uh, for Rosenberg on Hot 97. He killed it by the way. And then he had a conversation with himself in the middle of the. <laughs> it seems so simple to him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, bro, like. Like, don't even cut the mic on around me because I'm really like the coldest thing ever. Like, and that's what the genius I saw in him because it was like, oh man, you know how he got his name? A Wu Tang, a Wu Tang name generator. My son, I saw. I'm talking to my son. Like, yo, so just what do I need to go back and listen to? He said, well, dad, don't go too far back because a lot of the early stuff he's just trolling. Like, if you look at his uh, bio on Apple Music, says. the the biggest troll like like he was trolling the industry really early on I was not checking for him the last song I remember of his prior to the stuff was that three thousand five song I, but I and, and that was on a radio all like, right I'm gonna say it. this I hate it say this I'm gonna say this and this we love to compare this guy I said it then like oh singing rapping acting is as good or better than Drake I, that came up around that was. A lot of stuff that was coming around at the same time. I just was not feeling that 3005 He stuff. can rap, man. He can really rap. And he can sing but better. And I think, acting, I think this came up. This came up on the B-side, but like, what's the examples of his rapping so well other than just that freestyle? Now, I like I like the the album, that album, that 3005 one. I like that album. Can't say it. Can't say that. He dropped the mixtape after that, though. Then, like, that's, yeah. that's the reason why he was rapping on High 97. Oh, okay. he, yeah, a bunch of stuff yeah. he was like... Just the, on like mixtape, mixtape yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, give me the instrumental. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, he's good. So back to the album. Any other standout things that y'all want to speak on on it? The boogeyman. Boogie. Oh man, boogeyman. How deep that that boogeyman song was. Like he. It's just intelligent. I like intelligent. I'm listen. I got my frivolous moments. Don't apologize, though. But I like intelligent music, man. I'm and I'm here for intelligent music. Well thought out, creative. Like yeah, and soulful, and soulful. Like I, I believe soul. Like we are, we are people that are connected <laughs> to music through the soul. And when music has that, for me, I'm all, I'm all, I'm there for that. So boogeyman to you was him talking as the boogeyman were the police, correct? Um, I think the boogeyman was the idea of the person that you don't want to be around or and that are there. Okay. Like you, you don't like me, but I'm here, and so you like, have to deal with it. So, like, what do you mean, like, like covert white supremacists? Like, like you know, how you can love um, everything about something, but not actually love the something. Like, you love my music, you love my food, you love my athletics, but you don't love me. Mm. I'm the boogeyman. Mm. It's interesting. Um, what's another song that was on there? Zombies. Great. Perfect. Great. Great. Hey man, I, listen. California may not be a hit compared like to all of it. I didn't like but it, but I like it. I like all of it. I didn't like it. Oh, and the song that you were you're talking about, Stank. What, what was the name of the song you were talking about earlier for Outcast? Uh, Slum Beautiful. Slum, okay, so the song I was talking about was called Stank Love. So Stank Love. Yeah, that's like the song I think at the end um, that this sounds like something that he would be heavily influenced on. Or or Prototype. Of course. Of course, Prototype. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to hear 
this band and him sing prototype. It's just everything everything sounds good. And then the fact that he didn't have no words on the song that says the night the night me and your mother left. That was just straight up instrumental. But all right, so let's 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 look at um I mean I love to talk about Andre singing, like when did it happen? I think he's he's he made the shift into being able to use his voice in other ways in AT Aliens, where he, you know, the mm-hmm, he's humming that one record. Like he was singing a lot, me and you. He's doing a lot of singing. So we get to a point where Outcast is using soul music, not in the soul sample, like Spodioli Dopalicious. Right. Imagine if you're 19 or 20 and you hear that record, you should be making music like this. And you're from Atlanta. You should be listening to to so fresh and so clean, which is a which is a, a Ohio players um, modification with Sleepy Brown. Like you should be making music like this. This is a great. He's from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay. You should be doing this, and this is I think this is right on time. Here's something I and I hate to compare. I don't, I want to get away from comparing stuff. That's what we do. I know, but I just want to let music live. We man. compare everything. I don't want to always be a critic. Like, I'm doing this for the show, but a lot of times I just let I just let music live. Right? Do we need a Do we need a three thousand album after this? Did he raise a bar that Andre might not be able to touch? Like, that album is good. Like, I feel that I'm straight. Like oh, like you gotta chill, bro. I'm asking that I, I, this isn't. I'm not saying it can't happen because I understand what you're saying because this was what you would would think. expect from Andre. This is what you would think that if if Andre was really could sing and did like. Allowed himself to immerse himself in the music. This would be what you would think you would get. I think he Correct? can sing on the same level as Childish Gambino. Oh no, he cannot. I don't think he can sing that well. I think he can. I loved him. On, I think it'll be I close. Hearing him sing on Erica's last album or a little mixtape or whatever. Yeah, like I'm cool with that. Like, like you ain't got to be the greatest technical singer for me to think that you can sing. Like, no, he can. We're not like. I believe Andre can sing, I'm but there are levels guy. to this. Yeah, he has a great tone, but there are levels to this. Yeah. I, I will be straight. This is what I would expect to hear from Andre. Me too. And now that we have this, did a bar get set or raised? Like, man, Andre, you got the... Like, and it's, it's sad that we're going to compare it because it, it is obviously um, something so. that he pulled from. He's going to hear this and be like... He already heard it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? He's, he's, he's feeling this. I don't think... I, I think he loves it. Right. But when it's time he, for Andre to make an re- album... I don't think he ever will. You think is you, you think he's just he's gonna do the detox thing and yeah man I almost yeah, would rather at least you got Jay Electronica I almost would more Jay Electronica more Jay Electronica I don't really need him to mess up the legacy why no, would it be a no, mess up no I want him he to has drop a big d- chance of messing up the, a legacy I don't think so what? you don't think that if he comes out with a dud I don't think like, he can I don't think he can come I don't think it'll be a dud but we y'all think too I think much. an expectation an expectation. And knowing, like, oh, this is definitely an outcast influence, a Dungeon Family outcast yeah. influenced album this, that, for Childish Gambino. Like, oh, wow, who in the Dungeon Family would do this? Well, we know CeeLo could do it. Right. Love and he hasn't music. given us this. He's on so, the pop side so much now. Yeah. Andre is the only guy that could do it. Can he do it as good as this? Pause. I think so. I would like to. I, I would like. I to think s- he would mix in some raps that I would want to hear as well. But I don't want like nah, fam. I'm cool. Like I don't need you to give me another love below, man. Listen, did I'm never gonna tell Andre not to rap. Did you see that? I'm not either. I just want. I, I just want. I want to have just 
What if Andre was on Baby Boy rapping? What if he was on Me and Your Mama? Great. <laughs> Fabulous. 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 Okay, I, you win. <laughs> yes, I want to hear Andre rap. So what? <laughs> I lied. And and to, to kind of go with what you're saying, on one of these um, interviews that Kendrick Lamar did recently, he said that he would be open to doing an R&B style straight See, I, don't, I don't need soul him. I, 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 seen I don't need that from him. Like I think the you wouldn't want to hear it. I don't need that. Not that you from need him. it, but you would you want to hear that? I'm always there for whatever Kendrick okay. does. But him singing is a lot different than Andre singing, which is a lot different from Childish Gambino singing. So nah, I, you K Dot kind of has to do the rap thing as well to to kind of. But he's been doing what kind of what Childish. Does for a while. Oh, this the, no, the Untitled album definitely opened up a door. I think so too. Definitely opened up a door for this because that was a lot more funky than it was jazz yeah. for the uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. Uh, well, actually, the the, um, the Wesley's theory is more funk, and um, Kunt, King Kunta is more funk. Hey man, I would like to see. I would like to see them work together. I'm cool with it. Whatever. I'm cool with whatever. Whatever y'all want to do, man. This music is good, though. Take a step and and and, and get it, take get that risk and, and, and do it. Would this be one of the top five albums of 2016? Dang. If not, if not. Because that's the, that's the end of the show. The end of the show is top five albums of the year. I know, man. We got enough time to talk about all that? I mean, we can skim over it. I, I think we need to do another show, man, just dedicated to that. Yeah, I'm down. With y'all on, man. Hey, man. Can we get some, like, teasers or something where... Here, here's... Um, I'm down. If if I'm doing contemporary R&B... Here we go. Here go. Oh. Here, here you, I, thought go. You, I thought you didn't like the separation. I don't, but this is how we going to have to do He's it. Mr. We, separation. No, I'm not. Nah, nah, not on R&B. He's not. I like... Listen, I'm just going by what they say. Like, Mr. I read New Jack Swing. Listen, I read, I read the whole... The whole Grammy thing, like y'all don't get that. I don't get how I don't know. I don't, I don't understand song how performance song. Like, I don't know what that record means. Of the year. Um, but in the vein of R and B, when I think about what R and B was for whatever moment, I'm like, man, Layla Layla Hathaway's album, the live one, <laughs> the live one, boy. I still never it even wouldn't heard be it. you if she you got, didn't throw Layla in the. She in got the, um, she had Grammy nod off of it. I know. I know. So you so that's one of your top five of, of 2016, possibly? Yeah. Mm. I'm um, throw, I can throw a whole bunch of names out there. Just, just go, go ahead, throw some out there. Um, Anderson Pack, Malibu, okay. BJ Chicago Kid in my mind. We got Lemonade. We got Anti. We have okay, I I'm I'm there for Anti. We are King, Division. Yeah. Um Division, I'm there for that. Frank Ocean. I'm cool, but um, <laughs> I want I want to throw. I mean, I don't know if we can nail well, nail. Oh, good boy. Hey, hey that um, record you put on that last um, playlist that we did. Maybe not the last one. Maybe the first one we did. Which the one? Her or something like that. Yeah, her. It's crazy. It's yeah, crazy the, I, the the whole project is. Good. I'm to tell you that. I need, to, I need to listen to the whole project. Um, Ro James. I didn't like the album. You didn't. It was solid. James Blake. Pulse. James Blake, I can't get into his music to be honest. That's that's my ears. Yeah. Um, what? 
Yeah, James Blake's oh, incredible. I, I like him sampled. It's just his music sometimes. Maybe I, I'm just not in the right mood. It's music. very Euro, it's it's Euro for it's sure. Ambient. Oh, man. It's a, the stuff I heard is just very ambient, and I just I wasn't in that mood for it. I'm like, that might be the ride. I don't know. Let me ride. Y'all, hey, man. Hey, boy. Say, yeah. Jack. Yeah. Especially that first one. Not the second one. I like the third one a lot, though. But the first one, mm-hmm. we had that my brother, my sister. Don't. Yep. Then the, what's the one before that? I don't know them by titles, man. I just put them all in one playlist and let them go. That one he got, but it's a lot of it's a lot of R and B albums that were that were that were decent this year. Oops. Uh, and I got a um for one of the, my my people that was I asked this question on Twitter, uh, what they feel they top ten albums of the year was for R and B. I give my I give my list. Well, give his list. Um, this is well. Shout out to my guy Lemonade Poppy. Um, Lemonade Poppy. <laughs> yes. So um, the 10 songs that he has for his top 10 favorite R&B albums of 2016, uh, number 10 is Galantology. I've seen the album cover by Never Listen to the Music. But that's number 10. Anderson Pack Malibu, um, Division, September 5th. Um, number 7, Gambino. Um, 6, Frank Ocean, Endless. That's the, that's the first the visual. Yeah, that's the one that got him out. some joints on there. Never even listened. I've never listened yeah. to it or seen it. Apple Music thing. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have Apple Music, so I missed it. You can't even like play it and then like go to another app. It it's stops all, playing. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Um, Bruno Mars, Twenty Four Karat Magic, number five. Um, Rihanna, Anti, number four. King, We Are King, number three. Solange, number two. See at the table and number one. Beyonce, Lemonade. And that's his order. Yeah. Or that's- oh. So he put he's doing he's actually doing on his own the top fifty albums of this year. He does charts on his own. So that was his top ten. If you have any ideas, anything that you feel that should be a top five albums, we want to make sure we hear from y'all because I got mine, but I still we still got stuff coming up. And this oh man oh that I don't know about on that James Blake man, that Wilhelm. <laughs> you ain't got to tell me, man. I sampled every I still, man. All that I know that yeah he's he's crazy with it. Chill, B. <laughs> Man, so, right. albums that came out this year, some of the notable ones, other ones that have been said for you all to choose at home for the next episode. Usher came out with "Heart of Love." Joe, <laughs> um, Usher's album was hard to love. <laughs> that joint was whack. Joe album, uh, my name is Joe. Tank, sex, love, pain, part two. I heard you say too much about that. that you, you disrespect. Oh, it's on my list. I was about to say you, you disrespect. Be clear. He's there for that. Um, Maxwell, Black Summer Nights. Um, oh man, yeah, Free Black, Free Black man. You keep saying them. I don't like that album. I listened to it again today. It's too new for me. Like I know you like I know. the new R and B. For me to be in this mode for this show, it's not. That's not it. That's not for me. That's the element I bring to the show. Yes, need exactly. That, that we, need that. we need that. We need that. Music's um, Life on Earth. A. Marie got an album that dropped I didn't know about called Drive. What? Yeah. yeah. Anthony Hamilton. Is, hold on, stop. Is Rich Harrison on that album? I'm not sure. Probably not. Uh, I, don't, I don't need an A. Marie album without Rich Harrison. Um, Sorry, A. Marie. <laughs> Anthony Hamilton, What I'm Feeling. Corinne Bailey Ray dropped the album this year. Um, Blood Orange, who I try to get y'all hip yeah, to. You that. Blood Orange got an album called Freetown Sound. They sound like they're from South Africa. Like they sound like they won't be in the top five. But these are just <laughs> <laughs> these are albums that came out that would be. Is Hiatus Coyote? 
Is that is does that fit in, into? They why could, are you doing that, man? What I say? Why are you making that face, man? Who? who, who? Hiatus Coyote. Why? They like, could. I'm not familiar. But the, I don't think they came out this year, though. They had an album come out this year. Okay. Um, JoJo came out with an album. Banks came out with an album. Na- JoJo. Um, white a little girl. little white chick oh, that was supposed to take Brandy's spot that couldn't. Oh, Lisa Keys here. Yeah. I tried to listen to it. I'm like, no, no, you didn't. I did. I no, listened to about four songs. I just that I album is not good. I can't get through that it. Album is not good, man. I couldn't. I thought you suggested it to him. He said, it was, he, said ago. he said it was a hard it, listen. It's a hard listen. He told oh, me straight like, up. There's some records on there that like, oh man, I can't get to I, them. I, I want you to win. <laughs> I can't get the to the fact them. that you even gave it a shot. I'm I tried. Proud of I tried. Like for the for the sake of the show. I listen to a lot of music just because it's on Apple Music because it's, you know, like I'm paying $10 and I can listen to all of it. So I'm going to take advantage of my $10. That's what I said on the B side. I say the, it's good and bad things about streaming. The good part is that you'll to download somebody's record or to buy it, it takes effort. Now <laughs> that everything is definitely for real. And then to put on your device. Right. That takes a lot sometimes. Now that it's just there, you can just. Tap your phone. You give a lot of music a chance that you probably wouldn't have before. That's the good part. And them playlists that they got on there. Like, oh, I might, I might. What is this? Let me listen, listen to the rest. Exactly. The bad part is that it's just too much music. <laughs> yes. And weekend Starboy, y'all listen to that? I tried. I can't get into it either, man. I, like the I don't Brothers. do. I don't do cocaine, man. So I don't have no habits. <laughs> Blaze, did you listen to it? <laughs> did you listen to it? I listened to uh, Starboy, which is. Trash that record, that I'm song. A, I'm, a, star I'm, a, I'm a star boy, like, like, like yo, this hey. the beat was the I love the beat. Well, you gave it more than when I get listen, yeah. I'm cool, <laughs> but the Kendrick record was great. But I haven't listened to it, so I don't want to knock it all the way. But I haven't, I'm not really a weekend guy, never since I love never House of one. Balloons. No, since then, I've been cool on, on, on the weekend, yeah, basically. Yeah, I knew Feel My Face was a hit, and like, I, I'll play that out when I'm DJing, whatever, but. Yeah, it's what it's, you just sent me, oh. Just some, you know, cause we, cause we, cause when we were talking about um, BJ the Chicago Kid, like he has, there's a lane that is out there that I'm watching young black musicians walk in and are making not the mainstream that we pay pay attention to when you think of like black Twitter or black Instagram, but they're they are making noises and like, oh, you find them and like, oh wow, you so you are living and surviving and thriving. Like it's a big world out here. You don't have to be major in 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 the US. You just put out all of Carrie Hilson's facts and stats. And I know clearly Timberland's goal at that time, even the even some of the rappers that he was working with, like the uh the was it named DOE? Like he did records with him that were all in that 120 BPM pop film. Like, oh yeah, like it it can work. Why does every doll, which is a di- digital audio workstation, always start at 120? Like when you that's a, a that's that's um every one of them. I think that's just a standard tempo. Okay. Because even I would never do a song at 120. Yeah, you would. I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I would. Why not? I. Just, it's just not a. It's not. A, it doesn't feel. It's not my vibe. Because uh, one twenty, because it breaks down to sixty. You can get the yeah, you know, single you. time, double time. Yeah, I got you. So yeah, I'm cool. You don't like um, Beyonce's blow? Because hmm? that's one twenty. Um, not that I'm not saying I. I'm, I'm, he asked me as a producer. Oh, okay, I wouldn't. Mm. But the record I sent you was um, "Black Man in a White Man's World" by Michael Kiwanuka. Real soulful record, 
message driven. You know, I was clearly looking at the times that we're living in. Um, and he can sing, but I could imagine BJ the Chicago Kid singing this record. Mm-hmm. Like, oh wow, it would even it would be even better. Uh, who sings 1960 or Gregory 19- Porter? Gregory Porter, yeah. I uh, met somebody. Take me to the alley. Like that should be on this list. I make somebody. I met somebody this weekend that knows who you are. Um, sister Bone, sister, um, sister Bass Bone, and she was playing that in her in her um, in her headphones. I'm like. Oh, Sharp got me hip to that. She's like, oh, yeah, I know who Lil Sharp is. She plays the trombone, and she plays really? the bass. Yeah. Oh, I need to know her. I, she, she says she know who you, you are. You do, oh. You do know who she is. No, I need to, like, we need to talk. Like, somebody play, a, a woman that plays the woman bass. A woman plays the, the bass and the trombone. Because I'm in a band, free agent. She, she just, could, she she just killed it when I was. You, well, you have low-key mentioned that on, on the last two shows. You, we'll talk about it after. I like live. I like. I'm enjoying But you said I'm in a band No I'm in a band I didn't know that Come outside Are we doing a tribute to Jay-Z With Copies No we're gonna be at the um, At Buckeye Crazy Okay Okay And stay on And sit on stage with us Yeah Yeah Like are we Come on man I'm talking about Buckeye Crazy I did it before Okay Yeah So fellas So the next show We're gonna talk about The top five Top five Top five I gotta change mine we, we gotta definitely listen to I gotta listen to some of these a little bit more now I, I wanna hear what this dream album sound like yeah me too so we get a chance to uh, include that is it an album or EP does, e, does EP I, th- I think it's only an EP projects is is all I'm going by from now on man this playlist and it's so it's so many records in it like man it's crazy so we dropped a playlist with this too we might as well drop a playlist alright when, when we drop this um, come out we are gonna figure out something to put on there but that's, that's really that's where we end off for the for the day for real because we we discuss the stuff in length. Let me make it. Let me put a disclaimer out here. I like Carrie Hilson. What about T Pain? Do you like T Pain? I enjoy T Pain's music. Mm-hmm. Do you like Carrie Hilson's music? I I, I like um I like the I like I like not energy but the turning me on. Uh, I mean I like I like the records. It they worked. Yeah, but I I try to listen to it again after we like listen, people. When we have these conversations in our chats, I don't like shut anybody off. Like, ah, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. No, I say, well, let me go listen again. I was, I like y'all. I can't. I don't think I can. <laughs> we'll talk about it after the show. But you gotta tell me who, um, what song that song I sent you. I said this is my favorite song that she's ever did. It's on the second album. The one I sent you. Yeah. That's a she's biting off somebody. You gotta tell me who, who she's biting off. Of. So what's this playlist gonna be before we hang out? I mean, before we um dip out, what we, what we gonna have on this one? Um, Some more stuff that people slept on. Yeah. Underrated artists. Um, I would like to hear some of what Blaze thinks are BJ Chicago kids rec- like must hear records. Well, we, we don't have to have a playlist for that. I'll play that soon. I hit stop on the, on on logic here in a second. Well, we about it here, y'all. Appreciate y'all rocking with us. The podcast in the key of life. I am DJ Durrell, aka your favorite with RBO. Wow. The way that sounded in the beat headphones <laughs> sounded crazy. This is the Kid Blaze, aka y'all got to put some respect on Carrie Hilson's first album's name. I put some respect on Carrie Hilson. <laughs> if that's what you would have called respect, pause. <laughs> Yo, we about here. Appreciate y'all listening. We'll be back for another episode before 2016 closes. All right? Yeah. You have a good one. Peace.